This is Jim Wallace for The Soul of the Nation. Let me start with an interesting quotation from Christianity Today. This is the largest, most significant evangelical Christian publication in the country that many white evangelicals read. It it said, The recent immigration controversy about the administration's decision to separate children from their parents at the border has caused a rare moment for Christians as believers of all stripes were united on this one point of public policy. When Jim Wallace and Franklin Graham and nearly everyone in between condemn the administration's policy, it's practically a miracle. And for this, we should be grateful, said Mark Galley, editor-in-chief, Christianity Today. Several people sent me that quote, and it strikes me that whether or not we can unite across a lot of boundaries, theological and political, in defense of people who are under attack, is going to be a test of faith going forward in this country. Several of us clergy and faith leaders were arrested in front of the White House. We each held a cardboard sign that together read, we will not cooperate with policies that separate families. We will not cooperate with policies that separate families. Reverend William Barber was there, Noel Castellanos, Shane Claiborne, Adam Taylor from Sojourners, myself, a number of us, 11 clergy, were arrested for that, uh, handcuffed, put on the bus, and taken to jail. But we were trying to say that there's got to be things that unite us as people of faith. And the separation of children from their parents has become one of those things. So across the country, I hear Americans saying, I hear people of faith saying that we have to have access to these places, these detention centers, these really, from what we're hearing, prison camps, where children are being held alone. This administration has literally orphaned uh, 2,300 children by taking them away from their migrant parents who were coming to this country to do something that isn't illegal, to seek asylum from the dangers of violence in their own countries, which threaten the existence of their families. And they came, I heard a mother this week saying, when we saw the Border Patrol, we were so grateful. We finally had arrived through all these dangers to come here. Finally, we knew our families were safe. There'd at least be a process where we could make our case to be granted asylum. But they lined us up, separated parents from our kids, and then told us they're taking our kids on a bus. They wouldn't tell us where or how long. They just took our kids, and they put us in detention without our kids. I heard a story this week that in Hungary, years ago when they began their anti-immigration policies, a very right-wing populist government has taken over Hungary and no immigration is allowed. And so the story I was told was there was a bus, and they're putting immigrants who are coming on buses to take them away, uh, to deport them or take them to prison and then deport them. All of a sudden, one bus stopped because all the people on the bus began screaming and people outside yelling. And what they were yelling was, 
one of the kids, one of our kids got left behind. And the government of Hungary, a right-wing government, stopped the bus and went to find the kid and bring her, pass her through the bus window, this child, this baby, to her mother, because the government of Hungary didn't want to separate children from their parents. But our government's doing just that under Donald Trump. I also heard the story this week of the admiral who ran Guantanamo, Gitmo, as they say, now is leading the Fletcher School of International Affairs at Tufts. And he was on Morning Joe, and he said when he ran Gitmo, that senators and congresspeople were allowed to come and see and inspect and look and see what was happening. The Red Cross was allowed to come and examine things. Uh, so that when we had detention for alleged terrorists, elected officials and international organizations, humanitarian groups, were allowed to come and see what was going on. But when we have detention centers for children, some as young as infants and toddlers, no one's allowed to come in and see what's going on. And then these stories keep coming and they keep being extraordinary examples of the times in which we're living. So two more stories I just read about were a three-month-old baby taken from her mother, put on a bus without her mother, alone on a bus, taken to a detention center, a three-month-old baby taken from her mother's breast, literally, and put on a bus alone. And then a three-year-old toddler brought into a courtroom for a legal proceeding, alone, not even a lawyer present. And a three-year-old toddler is in court for a judicial proceeding, and the three-year-old kid climbs on a table, which is what three-year-old kids do. Let's call this what it is. It's dehumanization. You don't treat human beings this way. We are denying the image of God denying Imago Dei in these migrant parents and their kids. There was a column in the Washington Post a couple of weeks ago called First They Came for the Migrants. This is a very well-known quote by German pastor Martin Niemöller that is coming back to us now. It was in his lectures after the Second World War where he talked about his experience being in a concentration camp himself uh, under the Nazis for seven years. Here's what Niemöller said. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. First they will come for the most vulnerable, and they're coming for those who are vulnerable and non-white. And unless we speak out, Niemöller's quote will be our story too. It's time for us to speak and to act when they start coming for the most vulnerable. First they came for the migrants, we hear talk of fascism. That word is a very tough word. Uh, Madeleine Albright speaking of that word in her new book, Fascism, a Warning. And the way migrants are being treated is fascism. 
people ripped apart from their families, denied the rule of law, denied protection, that denied even humanitarian concern for the lives and health and well-being of their kids. So they're coming for the most vulnerable first. American history is full of examples of times when people are dehumanized. We make them into slaves, put them on auction blocks, separate them from their mothers and fathers, sell them into slavery. We take Japanese and put them into concentration camps because they're Japanese. And now we're having bans on Muslims. The court, Supreme Court just affirmed that. And this clearly is a Muslim ban by everything the president has said in his campaign and his rhetoric. And yet the Supreme Court said none of that matters. The president has the right to do whatever he wants with the borders. This is a religious liberty issue. And yet the Supreme Court also took on a case where where the religious liberty of a cake baker was affirmed because there was religious bias, they said, against this this uh, cake baker, this Christian cake baker who wouldn't bake a cake for a gay wedding, and they said there was religious bias against him. So apparently religious liberty is important for white Christian cake bakers, but religious liberty is not important for Muslims. That's a problem, a serious problem going forward. The question is who will stand up, who will speak against dehumanization, who will act against making people less than human. This is religious. This isn't political. It's time for Christians, as Christian Today said, across all boundaries, to speak up against policies which separate children, policies which deny basic human rights and the rule of law to them and their parents. It's time to speak up. And Joe Scarborough, a former Republican member of Congress, said on his show this week, the defining and driving principle of the Trump administration has become a tax on non-white people. So what will the people of faith in this country do when those who are most vulnerable, immigrants, their children, young persons of color being racially policed, Muslims who can't come into this country because of their religion, done in the name of national security, when it isn't that at all. It's ideology and not security. These are faith issues. And going forward, people of faith must show that we believe the things that we say. This is Jim Wallace for The Soul of the Nation.